In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from 2 John verses 9 through 11, where I'll ask the question, why should I trust Christ's teaching? Second John verses 9 through 11 says, Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house or give him any greeting. For whoever greets him takes part in his wicked works. The book of 2 John is sort of a continuation of what's going on in 1 John, where John is writing, and he's writing against those who are teaching falsely about Jesus Christ. They're saying things other than what the apostles have taught about Jesus, about who he is, and about how he fulfills all the law. Well, there were people in the early church who were trying to teach false things about Jesus, and John is trying to encourage them to stay with that which the apostles had taught them. Stay with that which they know is true about Jesus Christ, and in so doing, you find out the reasons why you can trust Christ's teaching. With that in mind, here are three thoughts from 2 John, verses 9 through 11. Thought number one, to have God. Christianity is an exclusive religion. It's exclusive in that Christianity posits that it is only through Christ that you can come into fellowship with your heavenly Father. That if you were to have God, then you must have him through Christ and what he has accomplished. Christianity doesn't allow for the coexist idea in that every religion is the same and they're all just sort of going up the same mountain just on a different side. That isn't what Christianity says at all. Christianity says that it is only through Christ that one can have fellowship with the Father. So if you were hoping to have God, if you were hoping to have fellowship with him, then you must do so through Christ. And if you are one of those people who are denying Christ and are denying his teaching, then guess what? You do not have God. You do not have God if you do not have Christ, because Christ is fulfilling God's law perfectly in the world, and this is demonstrated for us and confirmed for us in the ascension, that God brings him up and places him in that position of all authority and honor. Thought number two, father and son. If you believe in the doctrines of Christianity, if you believe in Christ's teaching, then you receive Christ, and you also receive the Father. It's a package deal. If you would have the Father, then you must have the Son, and Christ Jesus is the Son. This is, once again, that exclusive claim of Christianity that it's only through the Son that you can have access to the Father. So if you would have the Father's blessing, if you would have his care, his provision, then you must have Christ, who reveals to us precisely who the Father is. It's only by Christ that we have access to our Creator. And this should all make sense to us when we start to think about the interrelationship within the Trinity. That the Father, the Son, the Spirit, they are all God, but they are also distinct from one another. That they are all one in essence and three in persons. And coming to understand that, you start to see that you can't have one without the other. So if you would have the Father, you must also have the Son. If you would have the Spirit, you must have the Father. And all those go together. 
And this is important for us to know because there are many people who would try and tell us, try and lie to us and say that you can have the Father without the Son or the Spirit without the Son. But that isn't true at all. You must have all of them. And this is what is clearly taught to us by Christ himself. Thought number three, fellowship. The Christians are eminently hospitable. And because they are so hospitable, they fall prey easily to false teachers. Because we're ever so nice, aren't we? The Christians are supposed to be ever so nice, ever so hospitable. So we invite people into the fellowship. We want people to come and join with us. But when they start saying lies about our Lord and Savior, this is when we have to stop fellowship with them. And what does John say? He says, if there are people out there who are denying Christ and denying what he says, don't have fellowship with those people. Don't interact with them. Cut them off from your gatherings. Don't allow them to come in and mock the name of your Savior. You can't allow that to take place. You have to guard your fellowship against those who would destroy it with their lies about the nature of the Father, nature of the Son, nature of the Spirit. So if we're going to have good, proper Christian fellowship, we have to actually have some restrictions on who we allow in. They have to be believers. They have to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. They have to be in submission to the doctrines given to us through the law, the prophets, and the apostles. And it's when we do that that we can really trust in Christ's teaching, that we can engage in this fellowship, and we can believe that we truly have the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of 2 John. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.